Welcome back into 24-7 Ball Talk. And what an amazing week it's going to be. I'm super excited. Uh, some things going on this week. For me, first of all, uh, as being a teacher at a high school, we're midway through the year. With that being said, that means playoffs, playoffs, playoffs as we get ready to go into this. Now, before I get to the playoffs, a couple things I want to touch on today's show. I want to kind of talk first a little bit about before we get to picks and all the teams in and and what and how I figure they'll fare. Um, And then I want to look at some analytics by the numbers. And I also want to give some shout outs to some of my faithful listeners and, and those who really mean a lot and keep this going, this 24-7 ball talk. Appreciate everybody for listening and tuning in. And so to kind of start off today, as I was looking over, uh, it's always that time of the year when coaches get put on the hot seats. Uh, as we, you look to this, you see as, as a coach, you put every effort in. Having coached for 20 years, I looked at uh, some of those things that winning and, and why we win and, and, and the reason for it, you do put your all in, but in all reality, being a coach is a thankless job. I mean, there's, you're either in it for the long haul and the people who have hired you stay with you. You continue to, to move forward. You continue to do what's right and, and, and bring a team together. But coaches really don't, I mean, you think of long tenured coaches, they're not very much. Even in high school, as you kind of go through and, and look just here in our state of Utah, like there's not very many like long standing coaches that have been coaching. They might be in different spots, but they don't, you don't stay in coaching for very long. Your tenure is kind of short. With that being said, I want to kind of look at some of those coaches Right now, still, um, we had big, huge carousel. Browns hiring coach. Dallas hiring Mike McCarthy. Now, on this one, I'm really going to say this is a failure. If you're the Dallas Cowboys, you have the pick of your coaches. You bring in a guy. Yes, he does have. He did win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. But he also lost. He was fired by the Packers with Aaron Rodgers. So I don't know if he can go to Dallas and and make sense. I mean, there was a lot of talk out there of different coaches, bringing different coaches in. You had the Oklahoma coach, the Baylor coach, Urban Meyer. There's a lot of coaches that were there. And I mean, you're at Dallas. You have kind of the pick of the litter. But I don't know. See, for those Dallas fans out there, I'm, I mean, I'm sorry. It's going to kind of be... Uh, I think this will be an experiment. I think Jerry Jones is the one who needs to step back and and not – yeah, he's the owner, but he's not the one to be running the show. That's what I look at on the Cowboys hire. Uh, other coaches, you want to look at uh, – you have the Giants and Joe Judge. Now he's coming. He's a Bill Belichick disciple coming from the Patriots. Uh, the Giants are a team that could be up and coming, and I looked at their – uh, the Vikings, Mike Zimmer, there was another one on the hot seat. I think he saved his job by beating the Saints or the Saints just having a bad day. Also, then the, the seat that's extremely hot is the Chargers and Anthony Lynn. He's 
kind of struggling there. He did fire Kevin Wisenhunt, this time his offensive coordinator. I think they give, they're giving him one more year. Same with uh, Maroney or Marona at uh, Jacksonville. I think Adam Gaze, they gave him a vote of confidence. Matt Nagy for the Bears. Uh, the Lions, Matt Patricia, he's also, uh, I mean, he fires six coaches. So they basically told him, hey, you got to re or you're gone. Dan Quinn, though, I think he saved his job with the wins at the end of the season. So with that going forward, those are some of the coaches that are there. I'm glad uh, for my team, Andy Reid is is doing well and continues to be just a great coach. Now, also, I uh, want to kind of look to some NFL rumors. Uh, kind of looking here. If you're the Browns, what do you do? Seriously, if you're, if you're the Cleveland Browns, you're right now. You've had one coach. You fire. You bring in. You have no continuity. I think the Cleveland Browns is a culture there as you start to see with what are you going to do with the Cleveland Browns. Now, everybody was all hyped up on Cleveland and really excited about that. But, you know, I at the first, you can go back and listen. I, I wasn't sold on them. I was, I was not sold on the Cleveland Browns. I didn't think they were that impressive. I think they've got some things, some, some key spots where they need to improve on. I think they can can become a good team with the right fit, but I think there is a culture you have to fit. Now, the one that's really is interesting, I want to throw this at you. I was looking kind of on the rumor mills, and this one kept coming up, the Raiders. Now, as you know, I'm not a Raiders fan. I do not like the Raiders at all. But we've, everything I'm seeing is the Raiders want to move on Derek Carr. Do you get rid of Derek Carr? Is he the problem that, that's there? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you do move on him. But think about this. They go in and they, because Tua, he out of Alabama, he's declaring for the draft. If the Raiders pick Tua, right, Tagaloa, they pick him up. You sit him for a year. You bring, bring Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick in for a year or two. He's the coach that kind of helps uh, mentor Tua Tagalog back into health and also just kind of that mentor to show him. Then the Raiders, I mean, you move in a couple years down the line, you they could be dangerous. I heard that rumor and I thought, this really could be really interesting as you kind of put that into it. Just kind of chew on that a second. Bring in Fitzpatrick for Derek Carr. You trade Derek Carr away. And I mean, you're setting yourself up pretty good. Now, I don't want them to be good, but then you bring Tua, but then what do you do? I mean, what is he, how well is he going to do? I know people are talking about them. I don't think, uh, you never know. He might be an NFL quarterback. I think all big time health issues with him. I'm, I just think that's kind of interesting rumor out there. Here's another rumor that I want to throw out you, let you kind of chew on it for a second. The Chargers. Chargers need a quarterback. Derek Carr to the Chargers because I think the Chargers are going to move on Phillip Rivers. I don't think they give him a contract. Phillip Rivers then goes to the Colts. Colts, right? They pick up another quarterback along the way. And there you have it. And the Colts could be. I mean, they could be there with Phillip Rivers uh, for a year or two. I think Phillip Rivers can play. He has some, still has some game in him. 
I think, though, he lost a little bit this year, and I think that's what hurt the Chargers in the long run. I don't think they ever got going, but then again, you look at seven of their losses that they had came within less than three points. So I think the Chargers are up and coming. That's why I think they kept Anthony Lynn as their head coach and moving forward. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do with the quarterback situation. I don't think Philip uh, Rivers will be there next year in a San Diego uniform, which would be really weird because the last quarterback that was there was quarterback and was Drew Brees. So that's a long time ago to kind of look and think there. Now, here's one. Everybody knows Joe Barrows to the Bengals. That's not there. They're all pretty much everything's going for there. So that's kind of right now on the rumors, coaches on the hot seats. Now, uh, also to kind of go over some of these things and, and look at what's going on and, and where they're at and who and, and what are playing for. I want to kind of just then again give a little quick sh shout out here to a couple of kids as we get going here. Uh, first of all, uh, the kids in my flex class that, that we talk a lot of football with, uh, Cade, Aiden, and Dylan, and Kel. Uh, Kel, he, he really likes basketball more. Uh, so I'll, I always kind of hit him up for basketball tidbits and kind of we, we, we banter back and forth about our, our picks and what's going on. So just kind of a little shout out to them. And then, of course, I got to say to the face of flex, a big shout out to Grace. Also to Tyler and, and great job on her swimming that she's doing, doing well. Also then we'll throw another one to come in and I can't, I'll go ahead and give them a quick shout out too to Emma and Claire. Hope you're listening there and that's what I want to. Now I want to look at last week on my picks. So I went through and kind of were looking at my picks for the, for the week here and, and last week I didn't do very well. I, I took the Patriots to win. I, I took them to win over uh, the Titans, which in my mind, I was wanting the Titans. I was cheering for the Titans, but I just, I guess I was like most people. I, I couldn't go against Tom Brady. Um, and I think about that now. Are they going to dismantle this? Is this something that they kind of scrap heat? go forward. Belichick, I mean, he did not want to get rid of Garoppolo there a while back, but do you get rid of Tom Brady or do you pay him the money? He's the GOAT. I just can't see Tom Brady being in another uniform. That's almost like sacrilegious to football because he's just the New England Patriots. I mean, I really can't see that, but I, do the Patriots, do you, do, do you cut ties from somebody that's brought you so much? Those are some things there in New England that's there. And after losing this game, I think most people are kind of struggling there. But I did. I, I picked the Patriots. I also had the Texans. I took the Texans over the Bills. I thought Bills are okay, but weak division. And you know what? The Bills should have won. Bills should have won last week. They, I mean, you're, you're up 16 uh, points in a playoff game, and, and you end up blowing that lead. Like J.J. Watts afterward, if you were watching it, he said it just took one play. He had that big sack. It turned it around. It really did. And, hey, just goes back to fundamental football. Wrap up. They had uh, Deshaun Watson sacked. Wrap him up. Take him down. Now, um, also, last week I had the Saints. Now, there's also Dylan. He, 
Don't give up on football, Dylan. And also uh, another big-time Saints fan out there. Uh, We have a few, Braden, and then there's Jordan, who are big Saints fans. And they just, I mean, fit to be tied. But go win the game. I mean, everybody's saying, oh, yeah, Randolph pushed off. He did. He did. But don't leave it up to the officials. Officials will make mistakes, and they did again. Don't fumble the ball, Drew Brees. I love Drew Brees. He's my fantasy quarterback. I mean, don't fumble the ball. Go win the game. That's what I say. So I look at that, and I feel bad for the Saints. And also, uh, Hayden, my son, who is co-with me on 24-7 ball talk, but he is in California right now, and, and, and so he can't be on the show with me. He big Saints fan, and 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 he even said when I talked to him on Monday, he, he was. I mean, he doesn't follow much. He gets it here and there, little tidbits. But he was kind of down. I said, "Don't give up, man. They're, they'll be there. Only one team can win the Super Bowl. At the end of the year, there's only one happy fan base. Um, I think, though, as a Chiefs fan, if we make it to the Super Bowl and we lose, I'll be happy because I haven't seen my team yet in my lifetime play for a Super Bowl." So that's kind of for the Saints side of it, and I look at it. Now, I took the Seahawks to beat the Eagles, and that was, that was kind of a, a no-brainer because I really feel that the Eagles shouldn't even, they didn't even belong in the playoffs. I don't even think anybody in that division belonged in the playoffs, but you had to put an A division winner in, so you put the Eagles there. However, a different game. Wentz gets hurt, and I know I heard it from the Eagles fans all week long. Wentz got hurt, and if he hadn't got hurt and taken the cheap shot by Clowney, we probably could have had a shot at winning. But, you know, as, as you go on, you look at it. Seahawks were favored. They were there. Now, looking at some things here, um, I, I've been really diving into this analytics and, and looking at these analytics and, and really studying here. And as I went over the analytics, and now this is just strictly by the numbers. Strictly by the numbers, teams to win the Super Bowl. Okay, by, by the numbers, people out there, Ravens. Ravens right now have a 46% chance of winning the Super Bowl. As compared to the Bills, who had less than 1% chance of winning. Uh, other teams with less than 1%, Seattle, Houston, Tennessee. Those are winners this week where they are less than 1% to win the Super Bowl. Ravens are at 46 Now, The next highest to win the Super Bowl are the Chiefs at 14%. So if you're just going by the numbers, Super Bowl is going to come again through the AFC. You're going to win it by the numbers. You have the Ravens and the Chiefs at winning winning the Super Bowl 14. Now the 49ers are a 13% chance of winning. Saints are out. They were at 11% chance. Packers are at an 8% chance of winning, as you look at this. And then uh, Patriots were a 3% chance. They're out. So teams to win it. Minnesota, though, is has a 1% chance. So you kind of look by the numbers, the people by the numbers, Ravens, Chiefs, 49ers, and Packers. There's kind of your thing. Now, my son, who uh, runs Get the Ball Rolling on his podcast, you ought to check it out. If you love college football, You'll love his show. He does a really good job. The kid has more information. I mean, Phil Steele is the, is the guru of college football. And then I would put right behind him, Tyler Fessler, as the next guru. He's just unfounded yet, but he will 
one day we're going to be reading his magazine. And I, I love the kid and he knows a ton about college football. So if you're a college football fan, you need to get over and listen to uh, 20, uh, get the ball rolling. And also another podcast while I'm on it just real quick is uh, Slinging the Pill. That's by his friend Jeff. And he, they do a real good job, him and his friends. So those are some podcasts if you're listening and you want to tune into other versions of that uh, college football coming wrapping up and, and Tyler will be giving, doing some interviews and he does a really good job there. Now, as I sidetracked it a little bit there, he wants the Seahawks. Now, he did marry somebody from the Northwest and bless her heart, love Megan to death. Uh, she she's, uh, doesn't know a ton about football, but she does know the 12th man and she is from Washington and she's a Seahawks fan. And so I think my son's a little partial there uh, to the Seahawks. But like I said, the Seahawks to win the Super Bowl is less than 1%. And my son's a big numbers guy. That's what he's going into. Uh, Tyler is. And, and, I, and he's, he's kind of looking with his heart here. So he's, he's taking the Seahawks. But I look at those, again, back to the numbers there. Now, for this week, though, this week in winning, the Ravens, have an 89% chance. That's pretty good. I think the Titans, Cinderella, uh, the, the clock strikes 12 on you. Now, everybody's been saying, why do you think, you know, why do you think the Titans uh, can't beat the Ravens? Well, there's a couple things here. They're both similar in teams. But if you put Tannehill up against Lamar Jackson, there's the X factor. I think Henry, I give the nod to Henry as the running back. Now, he's an amazing running back. He's thrown good stats up this year. Probably his best year. And he's a beast. He was a beast at Alabama. He's a beast right now. He, he flat gets it done. But I think the Ravens' defense, where they're at and what they're doing, they can stop the Titans. So I think that 89% of them making to the conference champions holds true. Now... The other one, I want to throw this out here. This is really high for the Chiefs. Now, granted, I'm going to put my red goggles on. Chiefs kingdom, here it is. But the numbers show them at 76% making it to the conference championship. That's a pretty sure bet. Also, they are the highest points of them. So I I think the Texans showed that, yes, they're a good team. Yes, they deserve to be there. Yes, they they beat the Bills. However, are they that team that can just come out and smack Kansas City in the mouth? Now you say, wait a second. Take the goggles off. They already beat them once. Yes, they did beat them. And they did beat them in Kansas City. So there is part of me that's a little skeptical of my Chiefs. However, put the goggles back on. It's playoff time. You're Andy Reid. And the Texans were down 16 to nothing at home to the Bills. The Bills who played with the Dolphins, the Jets, and the Patriots. Come on. Let's really think this one through. So if there's somebody out there that's a Texan fan, you know what? Let's hear it. I want to hear it from you because I don't see my Chiefs losing this week to the to the Texans. So I'm going to go Kansas City over the Texans, Ravens over the Titans. I'm like, Come on, that is a given. Now, so if you're betting on this, 
I would look to also, let's go to the 49ers. The 49ers, 73% chance of winning. I think also to cover will be the Chiefs and the 49ers. Those two will cover. Um, my friend next door, uh, Jared, he's a 49ers fan. And have I said this before? Uh, I, I have not given them the props. They're a good team. Are they a Super Bowl team? Not quite yet. But they're getting there. They're getting there. I think down the road, possibly next year or the next, that's when you're going to see the Super Bowl champs probably go through the 49ers. But I do take the 49ers to win over the Vikings this week. Now, I look at the Packers. This week to beat the Seahawks, they have a 53% chance of beating the Seahawks. Seattle? Seattle has a 7% chance of making it to the conference championship. So you're looking at this. Now, the battle here is Seattle is a team that can do it. Yes, they can beat the Packers. They really can beat the Packers. Will they beat the Packers? Do they have enough to get over it? Now, it's going to be a blizzard. So the weather, the weather is undeniably the evening factor of, of factors to come into play. Green Bay does play well in weather. I think Green Bay, the edge to Green Bay. Now, you probably were thinking yeah, I'd say Aaron Rodgers. No, the key with Green Bay is going to be how they attack the Seattle defense. Are they going to be able to run the game? Because Seattle is not going to be able to run the ball. Sorry, run the ball. Seattle, is, I mean, yes, Beast Mode's back and got some hype there. They don't have a strong running game. Now, I think Russell Wilson is an amazing quarterback and he can do some things. A Metcalf, holy cow, Lockett. I mean, there's some fun players to watch there in Seattle. Really, there are. However, I think the Packers are just a notch above. It's going to be a close game, but I'm going to go with the Packers to beat the Seahawks. Now, the experts, the experts, everything I've been looking and reading this week, outside of the numbers of the 7%, but they're saying if you're betting, have the underdog Seahawks cover, they'll cover the points at four and a half. So they're saying it's going to be a three-point game. They're not saying the Seahawks are going to win. They're just saying they'll cover the points. I'm saying take the Packers and, and all the home teams win as we're going forward. That's kind of my picks of this week. Uh, now, again, last week I was 50%, and that, that wasn't very good. So as you kind of go over these things, just kind of looking at it now, as I go forward in the next couple rounds, of course, I can give you my picks and where I think they'll go and what they'll do, but I'm going to leave that to next week's show. So this week, I have Kansas City, I have the Ravens, Packers, 49ers. I know that's not exciting. I know you want like to say, hey, let's go Titans. Or, and, but you know what? This is one thing I will say. You know what really freaks me out? As being a Chiefs fan, always at some point they let me down. I mean, I, there's, I don't know if there's a bigger Chiefs fan than what I am. I bleed red on, on the Chiefs, right? It, it really is true. And I, am, I, I can't say 100%, I am 100% confidence. But again, if I go back to that game, it's tough to beat a team twice in the NFL. 
really, truly is. It's tough to beat a team. Now, remember that for next week when we talk about the conference there because Kansas City is going to play the Ravens. I think Kansas City, four inches away from winning a football game last year against the Patriots with the interception happening, but D. Ford being offsides, and I'm not bitter about it, uh, still, still there in my vivid memory, but I really think that it takes a game like that, the Chiefs to be there, to get over the hump. Um, I, I th- really think they'll come together. I really think they'll, they'll win. So I'm, I'm good. that's where my thing there. I know I'm a little bit leery on that one. Uh, the other one is I'm not 100% sold on the Packers beating the Seahawks. However, put it to the bank. 49ers will beat the Vikings. And the Ravens, I, I think the Ravens will beat the Titans because of the rival here, uh, there, uh, of the Titans and the Ravens. I think it'll be a close game uh, to halftime, but I, I see the Ravens really coming out maybe even 10 points on top of the Titans. So there you have it. Um, I'm not taking an underdog this week. I really feel that it's kind of there, but how exciting. As sad as it is because you know it's coming to the end, but this is just cool. Playoff weekend, playoff football coming at you. You got Saturdays and you got Sunday, and then we got the national championship with the college football on Monday. It doesn't get any better right now with, if you love football, this is the time. Like I said, 24-7, one ball talking, I'm looking it up. As you listen, if you hear anything out there, throw it my way. Give me some things. Give me some talking points. I love to hear it. And once again, I appreciate everybody listening. It's, it's just neat. It's just cool. And hopefully uh, you disagree with me. Hopefully there's things that you do where you say, hey, you're, you're not right here. And I'm not always right. I, I agree with that. Um, but I do a pretty good job overall in my pickings. And you go back and look through it. I, I've done a pretty good job. These are teams all year long that I've highlighted and talked about except... <laughs> The 49ers, I have not, haven't been on their bandwagon. I've really dogged on them all year long. But every one of these teams I have highlighted throughout the time as you look here. So once again, thanks again. Appreciate it. And go sports. Welcome back in. I'd like to thank my sponsors there for, for sponsoring this and, and Anchor Podcasts. It really is I'm a rookie at this. I'm not great. Uh, I just love it. I just enjoy doing it. I love talking. I love talking sports. That's why it's 24-7. My mind is always there with sports. So I kind of look out for that and uh, love to be doing this. So this is my NBA portion of 24-7 Ball Talk. I hope you really like my NFL version. As we go back and forth, well, once NFL slows down, I'll, I'll get more in depth into the NBA and, and bring that more uh, stats up there with the NBA, go a little bit deeper into teams and matchups. Right now, though, I, I really like to kind of just start, stay with the format that I've been going over the last few uh, weeks here. I mean, the NBA is really tricky. I'm... I, as I am following it closer than I ever have before, I'm always kind of being a college basketball fan a little bit more than, than the pros. 
my son, last year we really uh, we had a fantasy team um, and and we dominated. And so by doing that, I really focused in. I guess just fantasy ways as you look at them, you, you really start to look at what players are doing well, who to trade for. And we both really got involved in the in the NBA. Now, I'm not taking anything away from college basketball. I love it. I watch it all the time. Go Tar Heels. Go Wolverines. Uh, Wichita State. I love those shocks. Love the shocks. Uh, some big things now. My local team here, Weber State University. The Wildcats are kind of struggling this year. So uh, get up and watch some games there. If you're here in the Ogden area, get up and support our Wildcats. Although they're, they're not doing very well, but I, I, I think there'll be some things. So that's kind of there of my, of my looking down the road to teams and, and what to do further down in the next few weeks. Now, as I kind of segue into this, I want to talk about, first of all, teams to watch. I want to look about the East versus the West. I think that's always a phenomenon there. I really do love that. I started that at the first of the season. Who's better conference, uh, East versus the West? And it's really interesting this year to see how it's gone over that. So I'm going to touch on that. I'm going to talk about some schedules. Of course, the power rankings as we go over that. All-star voting, who you're voting for, and then some storylines. And we'll kind of touch on some storylines here, kind of pique your interest as we kind of watch and see what's going on on these power rankings. And then also, again, the, the Utah Jazz. I always throw in and I'll talk about the Utah Jazz and moves and some things that the Jazz are doing well. Now, top team to watch. I think this, this week there's a couple teams that you should be tuning into if you're not watching. Uh, watch. You would want to watch. They're making a surge. Now, first of all, the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies were dismal. They they were they put the the Grizzlies are our team. They're make, they're making a little bit of a playoff run. They're five of eight. So this this week, I would tune into the Grizzlies. They're going to be my number one team this week to kind of watch. They're one A, one B. I'm going to go with the Utah Jazz here. Get out. They're surging. It's they're on ten. They've won 10 of the last 11 games. They are playing well since they dropped Jeff Green, made the trade for Clarkston. Uh, and, and I miss Exum, but great. He's doing great over there in Cleveland. I think we'll kind of come back to that, kind of talk about that, and, and maybe some, some trade rumors that are going on with Utah. We start to look there. Uh, I'm one of the teams that are there. Now, Utah, you you got to look at it. There, they. I mean, they're gonna. They're finally have won more games. I mean, they're they're moving on. I think I think the continuity is there. Although this team isn't a big defensive team with the Utah Jazz, they're they're not a big defensive team. So if you look at it, they're doing more with the offense now. They have amazing ball movement. I think that's one key thing with the Jazz. I love watching the Jazz right now because of, of what's going on uh, with the Jazz. They they are moving and, and really doing well. I, I, I think to to watch the Jazz, you got to just tune in and see how they're doing and, and watch them. And this week, uh, most definitely, they're kind of coming into their own. And, and we'll see if they're for real. And we'll see if they're really for real. I think also going back to New Orleans, 
Drew Holiday, he's fun. He's fun to watch. Uh, I think if you you tune in to watch New Orleans, they're they're making a playoff run. I also see the Spurs coming on now. I don't know if they'll make it to the playoffs, but those are kind of some things we're watching there as teams to watch this week. So I would say if you want to watch some, some basketball to see them really struggling and now getting the getting going and and moving forward, uh, tune into the Utah Jazz. You definitely tune in there. Tune into the Grizzlies and also also turn in to watch the Pelicans play. Pretty good pretty good their uh, games to watch. Now, uh, in the East versus the West, now they played 189 games between the two divisions, conferences here in the uh, NBA. Uh, The West leads 100 to 89. Now, at one point, the East was beating the West. They really were. They were really giving it to them. And, and And the West is now surging. So, I mean, they're 11 games up on them. Last week, they went uh, 14 and 7. So right now, at the conference, East versus West, uh, West is, is winning. But ever, you go down and you look at the power rankings, in the top 10 in the power rankings, you have, top, you have six top 10 teams in the power rankings from the East. So, I mean, your top of the East is absolutely amazing, and the bottom's garbage, where through the West... You have top to bottom really good teams. And I'll get to the power rankings here in a second. Now, look at toughest schedules. Now, this really matters here as you start to look to uh, schedules and who has a hard schedule. This week in scheduling, toughest schedules. Now, so far, too, has been New Orleans, Atlanta, and Cleveland. Now, you wonder why Cleveland hasn't been winning games have the third toughest schedule right now there and, and that's tough when you're a young team and you don't have a lot of talent to be thrown into that same thing with Atlanta now the surgeons of New Orleans that's why they're coming on that's why I say they're a team to watch is because they have the toughest week schedule they do so watch New Orleans as they go through and if they can come out and through now Easiest schedules. Now, this is why I said the Spurs are making a little surge here. The Spurs are kind of coming on um, as they're looking here. They're in a in a six game home stand, right? And tonight they're going to be. Uh, I think tonight they play the Timberwolves. If I'm not mistaken. So the Spurs pretty easy on schedules. The Bulls second easiest schedule. And Brooklyn Nets they have the easiest schedule. So you kind of can see why those teams are where they're at and what they're doing. Now, as you go on further, uh, we start to talk about power rankings. In the power rankings, um, Milwaukee Bucks. I think everybody's chasing the Bucks. I, I knew they were going to be good. I knew they were uh, a team to be reckoned with. But they are, I mean, they're on fire at 32-5. and five, they're really uh, just destroying the NBA right now, right? And and for this next upcoming games, you're going to have the Spurs. They got Golden State, Sacramento, and Portland. So, I mean, there are some games there, but winnable games. I mean, do you really see them losing any of those games? Maybe Portland. I think Portland is a team that's kind of disappointing this year to what's been going on in Portland. They were one of my big playoff teams picks I think they will once they get everybody healthy there. Now, next, so the Heat. Now, I said 
watch the heat. I said that a couple weeks ago, watch the heat. Now they, they dropped a little bit in the power rankings. Last week, they were sitting at number two. They, they dropped down. In fact, they're going to go all the way to number five. The Celtics are going to be uh, move up to number two in the power rankings. Now, granted, they are, I mean, they're up there in the, in the rankings. But are they really, I mean, over what are they doing? That's why I don't know. I don't know if I agree with the Celtics. But then again, I'm not a big fan of the Celtics. So I won't give them. But their next eight games uh, against teams with uh, losing records. So, I, I mean, you kind of look at the Celtics and who they have coming up. Washington. They've got the Spurs. However, they do play Philadelphia. Now, that, again, always, those two teams I think are going to battle. I love watching them. I, I, it's finally fun again. It's like watching the 80s with Dr. J and Larry Bird go battling is when they tune in. So tune into that one to watch them this upcoming week as they battle those teams. Now, they do have, they do have uh, the Pelicans. And you know what? I, I would really like to see the Pelicans. And they're one of the teams that I featured. I think they can win. Now, the Lakers are up. Again, I mean, they, they lost after their loss to the Clippers. I think if it comes down to it, the Clippers beat the Lakers. I really don't see that. But the Lakers are at number three. Um, they're, they, I mean, their next few games as they're playing here, they got the Knicks. Now, they do have Dallas. Uh, that game, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to tune in to watch Dallas because as – Luca is absolutely amazing. However, when I come back to Luca, I have a, a there with my NBA voting. Um, I don't know as an, a, a team. I know why I'll say that. Just just remember there with Luca. Now, in also in the rankings here, that where the Heat they dropped to fourth, um, and, and I I see that, that they they had some losses, right? And, 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 and ugly losses. However, they've got two tough games. They're going to play with the Pacers, and then they're going to play the, net, the Nets, and then the Knicks. So, I mean, a chance for them to make some run. I say watch them. They're one against it. Now, the Clippers, what a team. And you just, I mean, they, they are so up and down. I guess the word I'm looking for is inconsistency, Right? I mean, holy cow. This is just inconsistent by what they're doing. Uh, I mean, they're, they do have some injuries, though. And, and you know, and, and Leonard, I mean, he's in and out. Uh, they're, still, they're still scoring points, though. They're still scoring over 100 and some odd points uh, per game. So everything's good. But this is the thing. Um with the Clippers. I think in a seven game series, they, they, they're, they're there. I'm, I'm not shooing them in as the West's number one team because I still think there's a lot, a lot of basketball that to be played. And so you kind of put them in. Now this week, uh, tough, tough game. Tough game against uh, Denver. They go Golden State and then at Denver. So those are some th- uh, games that I think Right there. Now, I want to drop down to the Jazz. Tonight, the Jazz are playing, uh, the upcoming, 
They have New Orleans, they have the Knicks, they have Charlotte and Washington. So those are some upcoming games that they're going to be playing. Now, as we go over this, they did uh, those games from this last week that they did win here. Um, they did beat the Knicks uh, tonight. Sorry, they have uh, Charlotte tonight uh, at home and then at Washington. So I, I really think the Jazz, again, they're, they're a team that I said to watch. They're up. And, and I mean, then you're going to drop some teams down. You've got the Rockets moving in. Now the Rockets, I mean, they're a funny team too. I think they're a season team. I don't think the Rockets are going to be a good playoff team. Teams right now that are built for the playoffs. I think, and, and I said it at the first of the year. I did say this and, I, and write it down where I picked it. I did say the Bucks. I did say the Heat. I did say the Celtics. I said the Raptors. I said the 76ers. I said the Pacers. I mean, these are teams that I'm picking that are right there. Now, everybody can sit there and go, oh, that's pretty easy. But I really think in a seven-game series, I don't see teams beaten. I really have, I mean, I'm going to go with that. And I'll probably stay with it the whole year. I really, in the end, if you look at overall, there's three teams that I'm really saying. The Bucks and the 76ers are playoff teams. They're, they're really built for the playoffs. The Heat are my sleeper pick coming in. And also the Pacers. I do like the Pacers. Um, so, so those are teams right there to kind of we need to watch and, and look at as we're going on there. So that, that's those two there. Um, now, uh, as we go through the power rankings, we have that. I want to kind of look for some storylines. Um, trade rumors. Let me throw this out there. Trade rumors. Carl Anthony Towns traded to the Celtics. Now, I'm not, he hasn't been traded yet. This is just talk, rumor talk right now. Think of this trade. So they'll trade Towns to the Celtics. And the Timberwolves are going to get back. Timberwolves are going to get back. Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, Daniel Thies, and a first round. Their 2020 first round pick. And then um, also uh, Boston's going to give up their first round in 20 and 2022. Who benefits from this trade more? The Timberwolves or the Celtics? Can you see Carl Anthony Towns playing for the Celtics? Now, Jason Tatum's gone. Of course, Marcus Smart, gone. I don't know. If that happens, I would come back and say the Celtics. The Celtics have a chance. The Celtics have a chance here, and that's where I would say it. So as I look there and teams for this, now there's a couple kids in my uh, – World Civ class, uh, Preston and Harrison, that like to kind of look there. And also Andrew, he even once in a while gets in on it. They, 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 they'll throw it out there. I know Preston, his family's big-time Celtic fans. I don't know why. That's, that's almost like mere uh, really sad that you make your children be Celtics fans. But it's all right. got to have them. So you look there. But who's going to benefit from that trade? I think the Celtics, if the Celtics get Carl Anthony Towns, they, I know they got to give up a bunch, but if they get him, they become a definite contender. He's one who can contend with Gaunas, and I, I really see that those two there battling. I, I would have to move the Celtics into that talk 
with the 76ers because that gives them a big man. So that's one there. Now, also on trade rumors, the Cavaliers are looking to trade Tristan Thompson. I think he, I mean, what do you do with him? I mean, they're really, they're, they're getting rid of everybody. They're, they're wholesaling their team. Do you take a risk on him? I mean, do you bring him in? And, and, and is, is there some value there? Uh, if you're a team um, that needs kind of that four or five guy can play both, do you bring Tristan Thomas in? Now, remember, he's got an $18.5 million contract. Thanks, LeBron James for setting Tristan Thompson up so much there. Now, do you want to take on that contract? Does he give you something? He's only 28 years old, probably three or four years at max left to play. So he's kind of on the twilight, as you say, of his career here. Three really good years probably left. So what do you do with Tristan Thompson? I I think, this is what I'm thinking. I think somebody, if, if you're there, but a lot of people have their pieces moved. If I was the Knicks, I would move. I would move on Tristan Thompson. The Knicks have got to do something. And I think that would be a good fit for them. Bring him in. You're not going to win a bunch of games, right? You're not there. But that gives you a big man, a big presence there. I think it would be good. And then you're going to help Bagley there as you're, as you're there. Oh, sorry, not Bagley. Uh, Barrett. All the Duke people come together in my brain um, to help him out and, and and make a present there. I would I could see the Knicks making a move for him. Uh, there's a few teams out there, not too much movement on that. Now the other one that's kind of scary. Other rumor I heard was Royce O'Neal. Now he's not guaranteed contract for the Jazz. I really would like to see the Jazz get Royce O'Neal summed up, sign up his contract. Get him some money. Get him paid. He's done a wonderful job. Now, the other thing is, the Jazz are making moves. I mean, they they dumped they dumped Jeff Green. Said this isn't working out. Traded for Carlson uh, Clarkston. It's been great. The Jazz have benefited from their moves. I really like that. But can the Jazz make a trade for Ed Davis? That's just something to think about it here as, as some teams going forward who have some big men. The Hawks, would you trade Ed Davis for Alex Lynn? Big center, somebody could help out. Could you imagine the size if you put Lynn and Gobert on the same, at the court at the same time? Now, the one thing why I say, um, I don't know, maybe there, Bradley is coming on. He is playing nice. Really like what he's doing. They're giving him a chance to play Niang. Now, this is where uh, my son, um, get the ball rolling, talking with him, Tyler. He was not a Niang fan. But I'm. they gave him some playing time, and he said, hey, he's getting it done. Impressive. Impressive there. But Jakob Pertl, there's another one for Ed Davis, for the Raptors. Hasn't done much with the Raptors. He played at the University of Utah. Bring him back. I could see that as being a good fit. For Ed Davis. Uh, also at Denver. Now, uh, this I'm going to kill this name. Juan Hernan Gomez. Hernan Gomez from Denver. Uh, big presence. He's also there. I think he could be one. And Cam Birch for the Magic. Those are all trade talks right now for Ed Davis. If the Jazz make a move 
on Ed Davis to get rid of him. Now, real quick, I want to sum this up. And you're probably thinking I'm absolutely insane, which I am. I, I, I fully embrace the, 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 the weirdo in me, so to say, as I uh, look to this. NBA all-star ballot, all-star votes. I want, I'm going to talk about this a little bit more in depth next time because, of course, we're not quite there yet. However, I want you to put a team together against this team. Here's my five. Okay, here's my West five. You tell me what, you put a better team against this team, I'll match you with it. Mitchell, D. Mitch, Lillard, James, Leonard, Gobert. Now you say, hey, you left Luca off there. I did. I did because I would take Lillard and Mitchell right now and, and LeBron James in those three as guards, I, I really would just because of the high flying they are. You take you take five against, you bring five. Now there are other people you can make a claim for. Want you to do that. Again, Mitchell, Lillard, James, Leonard, and Gobert. Those five, those are my five starting five. Now my East starting five, Trey Young, Dinwiddie, Embiid, Gonis, and Sikkim. Right there. Those are my five as you, as you go there. You, there's, my, there's my all-stars. That's the teams I would like to see go each other right now and, and battle it. That would be fun. Now, I haven't gotten to my bench players, and that's why I haven't put Luca on there. And that's what I'm going to do next week is kind of talk about who I would use on my bench to bring in. So I'm going to next week, I'm going to put, I have my five against somebody else. Bring it to me. Uh, throw it at me, DM me uh, there and, and, and I, get it going there. As you can see where it's at again for the West, Mitchell, Lillard, James, Leonard, Gobert. Then I have Young, Dinwiddle, Embiid, Gonis, and Sigum. <coughs> Excuse me. Those teams right there. Those are my East versus West. All next week, put a team up against it who I feel who could, but those are my team. I would really like to watch that at the all-star game. With that being said, again, thanks to all those out there. Listen, I I appreciate it. Love the love that comes in. Again, some other ones. Listen to uh, Slinging the Peel. That's one. And also Get the Ball Rolling. Great podcasts to listen to. Up and coming uh, kids just doing a great job. I mean, just doing a great job with sports and, and, and throwing some things at it. Some really things that'll make you think. Again, that's where I'm at. Uh, again, go for it. Reach out. Look to those teams. Look to see who's going to be great, who's not. We'll look at last week. Again, this week, watch New Orleans, Utah, and the Grizzlies. Those are my three teams, and we'll kind of get back to those, uh, how they did in the NBA. And again, all-star voting coming up as we're getting a little closer. Who team, if they would, who would win, and then we'll throw some numbers games at it. Again, thanks, and keep dropping dimes.